I, I turned you on. Don't worry. Oh, about okay, it. okay, okay. I know okay. last we, time yeah, you we were had, salty that yeah. I didn't turn you on. Okay, we we should really rephrase that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we should really rephrase that. Um, ASU undefeated in conference play. Well, well, well. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Whatcha Talking About, your daily podcast or uh, radio show of the ASU Women's Hockey Team. Welcome back, everyone. Glad you're here. And as always, alongside Trey Matthews, I'm Chase Beardsley. Trey, how are you doing? I'm doing great, but did we seriously replace Joseph like that? Oh, I mean, he's not here. I guess not. Uh, let, let, let's just make sure everything is, is working well. So, uh, uh, is I can hear you, Trey. Okay. You can hear me. Good. All yeah, right. I, I turned you on. Don't worry. Oh, okay. 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 I know last we, time yeah, you we were had, salty that yeah. I didn't turn you on. Okay. We, we should really rephrase that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we should really rephrase that. Um, but yeah, no, last week we had technical difficulties and my microphone wasn't working for like the first two or so minutes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's. It's great to be back for our weekly radio show, just talking all things uh, women's hockey. Because we have some, uh, we 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 have a tournament to get ready for in about a week, don't we? Oh, absolutely. I mean, before we hit on that, um, Trey, your voice sounds as beautiful as ever. But I need to ask you, Trey, because oh, uh, have the wrong idea. I, how- I, uh, you know, we didn't ask you this question last week. I, you know, I slipped my mind, but Trey. You know, we we saw a lot of things happen over the past week uh, revolving injuries and recruiting and stuff. But we want to ask you, what was your Valentine's Day like? Uh, My Valentine's Day was uh, my more of a religious day for me by going and getting uh, my ashes for Ash Wednesday. And shout out to Sophie Fossell, who uh, is actually... Uh, who actually reached out to me when I posted onto my story about um, about me getting my ashes because I know uh, Sophie is also very religious herself. But, uh, yeah, that was my Valentine's Day, which was uh, going to church and getting my ashes. How about you? Uh, you know, Coyotes game uh, against the Wild, um, and they lost seven-game losing streak. And, I mean, we can talk a little bit about the arena because I guess it kind of involves uh, ASU. Uh, you know, playing in the same arena, I have an idea of what's going to happen once the Coyotes uh, leave. Uh, but we'll talk about that later in the show. But yeah, Coyotes game. Uh, fun fact, I don't know if you knew this about Sophie, but uh, on her sticks, she has a little cross on every single one of them on near the knob of the stick. I don't know if you knew that, Trey. No, I did not know that. So good eye. There you go. So as Trey mentioned, we do have a lot of talk to talk about. Um, we'll talk about the tournament uh, in a I think in a couple of uh, minutes, because we want to touch on something that we haven't touched on, uh, despite it kind of happening in the past couple weeks, and that is recruiting. Uh, As we know, uh, Lindsay has been busy, uh, not just on the ice, but off the ice as well, recruiting a lot of prospects here. Um, Uh, Six of them, to be exact, or at least on the website, it it says like there's six already committed Sun Devils. Yes, I believe I have the six up on my screen uh and we'll go one by one um we'll go uh, oldest to newest uh because there were two recently 
or mm -hmm. in the past month, I should say. Yeah, I saw them on uh, social media. Yeah, there you go. Um, we'll start with the first one, Emerson Stodard, uh, the Hermosa Beach, California native. I am so happy to see California making their way into the ASU women's hockey team. Very, very proud uh, as a native Californian. I'm sure you're proud to have a uh, New Jersey native on the i'm not from new jersey well yeah but i'm, I'm just saying you know you're i mean you're, you're I now mean, logan's from that i mean area. logan's already on the team so okay there's no adrian oh there is jill catchem but i'm sure you're <laughs> proud to have i'm sure you're proud to have that on your team but anyway <laughs> well okay this is not a knock to anyone but yes so there's someone from who who originally was from michigan or went to school in michigan that's jill catchem and is then that? there's and then there's uh someone from new jersey even though i'm not from new jersey and that is miss logan satera well, we know you're mr Lockton devils so we yep. you know, might as well bring that up but you know uh back to uh the original point mother mercy um all right so emerson stodard uh, she was actually at one of the games the uh couple weekends ago uh versus gcu so it's good to see her already here uh, she's been playing with the Anaheim Lady Ducks, uh, uh, 19 under, for the past season. Three points in 47 games played. Uh, last year, 22 points in 39, uh, 39 games played. Uh, you know, we don't have a lot of film on these prospects available to us, uh, either not online or uh, not something we don't have to pay for because uh, that's expensive and we're broke college kids. So, yeah, Emerson Stonard uh, shoots right forward so congrats to miss stodard uh, we saw her uh at a game so it's good to see her uh let me see if i can find her quote and let's just be perfectly clear we can only like um base things on information that we have at our hands so like you know she's a forward and she's appeared in 47 games and she has three points similar to what uh chase said but we don't know what the like the circumstances we don't know like um we, we don't have any, like, background information as to, like, how she is skating ability, how she is with her with her stick, things of that nature. So we can only, like, go based off of what we what we uh, have at our hands, which is mostly just the stats, courtesy of elite prospects. And even then, there's no guarantee that these stats are updated. Usually, uh, you know, I like to do my deep dives into these players uh, after the season ends because, you know, it is a busy time. Uh, right now, you know, get to travel to Utah via bus, a 10-hour bus ride uh, next week. So have fun with that. always busy, and then the Coyotes on top of that. But anyway, let's go get let's get back to Emerson. Um, quote: The ASU women's hockey team is full of talented athletes who are strong, inspiring, committed, and I am honored and excited to join their program. After being on the ASU campus, I knew that being a Sun Devil would provide me with endless opportunities where I can thrive and grow more as an individual. I look forward to furthering my hockey career and academic goals and can't wait to make memories on and off the ice, end quote. That was from Emerson. So welcome, Emerson. We're glad you're here. Uh, let's move on to the next one. This one I've known for a while. I, I knew this one for a while, way before uh, she officially committed, because I saw her around practice. I'm like, who is that? And it is Kylie Label. Label. Let me get that straight. Kylie Label. Uh, so the Ford, uh, I believe, yep, Ford, uh, she is from Lake Country, BC. So I think that's, it's the same provenance where Bree Powell is from. I don't know if they know each other, uh, but, uh, Label has, I believe, fifth, nope, sorry, 18 points in 24, 23 games played, four goals, 14 assists in the female under 18 prep for Rink Hockey Academy Kelowna, uh, female prep uh, team and then last year 15 points in 30 games played so 
not a bad season for Miss Label. I've seen her skate. She's pretty good. I'm very excited to see her. Uh, quote, after my visit to ASU, I couldn't imagine myself in the better environment. The culture, team, and coaching staff made it feel like home. I know as a person and a player, I will continue to grow with the support of this team, and I am extremely excited to pursue this opportunity that ASU provides. I can't wait to be a part of this incredible family. End quote. Any thoughts? Uh, looking at her stats, uh, close to being a point-per-game player, will dish out the puck mostly because uh, – most of her points come via uh, assists, so I think it'll be somewhat interesting. And um, stands five foot three, so if I had to make an educated guess, I think she uh, uh, relies a lot on her speed to maybe create opportunities for himself or herself. Excuse me. So um, you you said you've seen her skate a little bit at practice, and maybe I've seen her practice too, but I just ha- but I just didn't really notice. But um, uh, can you give your quick thoughts on her like skating ability based on what you saw at practice? I, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's been a while. Uh, it was in, near the beginning of the season. Uh, okay, so so a good while ago. Yeah, a good while. Ago. Yeah, a lot, of ha- a lot has happened since then. Um, but I I thought she skated fine. She skated with the team. Uh, she kept up, and uh, <coughs> I didn't get to meet her. Uh, but she seems like a great person. I know she was talking to Lindsay for a while, so. Uh, obviously, you know, with the recruitment, it went pretty well. Uh, I think judging by the stats alone, it's very exciting. But with these prospects, you can't really judge in stats all the time because no, sometimes that, – That's why we give the disclaimer because you have no idea how someone could fit in. And I was telling you this the other day, which is like uh, there could be a defenseman who's committed to ASU and in like 50 game appearances they only have two points. But yeah. it's just like – okay, you can't really look at the offensive statistic numbers for a defenseman because there's other aspects to it. I think a great example of that was uh, Anita Fleming last season. We didn't really know what to get from her because she didn't really have a lot of updated stats online. And look at her. She leads the team in goals. Uh, Next up, our first defenseman. uh, I probably will not be able to pronounce this name, but Georgia Dezandi. Uh, I probably butchered that name. I am so sorry, Georgia. Uh, but she committed uh, along with the other two around the same time in December. Uh, she plays at Edge School, U18, uh, 19 games played, three points as a defenseman. And let's read her quote real quick. And uh, she's, uh, I, and I think she's from Calgary, Alberta, which uh, Hannah Coons. Hannah Coons, yep. She's she's also from the Calgary area. Yeah, ASU has always been my dream school. I feel blessed and privileged to have the opportunity to grow as a person and player through the amazing community ASU has to offer. I'm excited to see what the next four years have to offer, both academically and athletically. I am confident that I will thrive in this environment. ASU feels like a home away from home and i can't wait to get started end quote we'll move on to the next one we're going to try to uh wrap hang on i see i noticed that she played for the uh calgary fire isn't that the that is a yeah isn't that the same that hannah coons played yeah there we go so i wonder if they knew each other prior i i believe so i might have heard uh hannah talk about that but uh next up Paige brian we have another page on our team so Paige Ring won't be the other one. So she'll be uh, joining the ASU women's hockey team. I can't find any stats on her right now. Uh, let me look at her uh, Madison stats. Here's something. There we go. Um, wow. 2023-2024 uh, season. Paige Bryan, 
24 games played, 16 goals, 24 assists for 40 points so far this season. I believe that is with the Madison Metro Lynx. That's pretty good. Uh, again, these leagues are a whole different, so this could be in play. But, man, that's pretty good. 40 points in 24 games played. And here is that quote. I can't wait to be a part of ASU women's hockey. I love meeting the team and visiting the campus. I look forward to growing with the other players and making new friends. End quote. And all four of those players came out around the same time, at least the recruitment-wise. Uh, and then we had two more as of recently in the past month. Uh, so we'll scroll up to them real quick. The first one, they both come from the same school, actually. Taylor Bernheimer uh, from the Okanagan Hockey Academy. Uh, she has eight points in 21 games played as a forward. I believe she is captain of this team. A lot of these players from this team are actually being recruited. Another player uh, recruited to U of A. And then the next player uh, that we'll talk about also comes from the same school. But let's talk about Taylor real quick. Uh, quote, uh, although my visit at ASU was short, that's all it took for me to feel at home. The team is, is full of talented players and extraordinarily people. I enjoyed every moment I spent there, and I wanted those two days to become my life for the next four years. There's no better option for me to further my education than playing hockey with exceptional teammates, amazing coaches, a campus with everything I could ask for, and, of course, in a city with palm trees. I could <laughs> not be more excited to be a part of the program as incredible as ASU, and I look forward to putting on the new colors. Taylor Berman, Hammer. Well spoken, and uh... – Brought up some uh, stats, 21 game appearances um, while playing for Okanagan. Uh, how, how do you pronounce that? Okanagan. Okanagan. There we go. Okanagan. Uh, we're, we're American people. We we, we don't know these. Uh, <laughs> right. we, we don't know these places with all due respect. So, uh, according to Elite Prospects, appeared in 21 games, two goals, six assists for a grand total of eight points, and. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how uh, how she fits in. And uh, from Whitehorse, uh, Whitehorse YT. What, what what province is that? Is that um, Alberta or uh, YT? Yeah, YT Canada. YT Canada. Um, God. Yukon, uh, Yukon, the Yukon. There we go, the Yukon. Okay. I didn't know that was Providence. Neither uh, did I. But like I said, we're American. We don't really know this. Uh, last but not least, uh, Kate Streak uh, from the same team. So for the first time in a very long time, we're getting players from the same team playing at the same time recruiting to ASU. I don't think that's happened in a very long time. I, I mean, oh, let, let me think about this. Um, I, know, I, know, I know what we look at, like the, the Kachinas. Uh, and there's some uh, Sun Devils players that come from that organization. The problem you have there is that Maddie uh, left the Kachinas, I believe, a year before Sophie Fossell joined the Kachinas. Well, what about what about Sheridan? Uh, uh, Sheridan Gloyd. Yeah, yeah Sheridan Gloyd. That's going to be a long time ago when those players got recruited. That's a while ago. So this is the first time in at least four years. Because Sheridan uh, left the team last year, so it has to be four years since they joined the team. But anyway, uh, Kate Streak uh, with five points in well, 21 games played. Go the, okay, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. But what about, like, uh, the uh, originally the Alaskan Four? Because, you know, they, they played 
they 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 won a national championship together in high school, and now then then they reunited at ASU last you're, year. You're still gonna have to go back a while. Not last. Wait, it was last year when Ellie came on the team, but that was yeah. two years yeah. ago. Ellie, and Brooklyn, you... Berkeley, and Jill. They they won. <laughs> They won a national championship together in high school, so technically they were teammates at one point, and Jill and Berkeley came first, but then Ellie and Brooklyn uh, followed suit. Correct, but, I mean, I, I think I was more talking about, like, leaping straight from a team to ASU. Okay, straight from a team to yeah. ASU. Okay, that's fair. So these two were teammates. Uh, Kate Streak, defenseman, 20, or sorry, five points in 21 games played. Hometown is Kempeloops, B.C., uh, I know that, Providence. Um, so, quote, after visiting the ASU campus, I knew that the ASU community was something I wanted to be a part of. The campus team, coaching staff, and culture just felt right. I'm honored that I have the opportunity to join an environment where I can grow and thrive, not only as a student athlete, but also as an individual. I look forward to being a part of such an amazing team and program. I am so excited to be a Sun Devil. I can't wait for what the future will bring. End quote, Kate Streak. So those are your six recruits as of now. As we know, uh, Lindsay does recruit until the last possible week. We saw that this year with Sophie Fossell, a late recruitment from her, I think. Uh, this is a very interesting class because what we're now heading towards to Trey is the Ford group being stacked. A lot of these players are not leaving this season. Uh, a lot of them are leaving the next two seasons. So you're going to have a very hard to get into lineup. It's already hard to get into now. But the defense is very interesting because you are losing three main parts of that blue line. And the oldest person and player on that blue line next season will be Jess Dorvinas. Yeah, so I was uh, looking back at the recruits. What was that? Only just like one defenseman out of the six. There are two defensemen. Oh, okay, two two defensemen out of the six. And you said like uh, there's going to be a decent amount of defensemen leaving. Um, so it's going to make things a little bit interesting. And like you said, I know Lindsay is not done recruiting or uh, or things of that nature. But it's just like um, it's just like uh, there's still some uh, holes that need to be filled for the time being. Uh, yeah. I- We'll see because she does. She is very aware that this is going to be an extremely young uh, blue line heading into next season. I talked to her about that a little bit. Uh, I believe in Utah road trip. Uh, she knows this is going to be a very, very young blue line that she will put together next season. Uh, it's going to be interesting because goaltending wise, you're not going to recruit anymore. Forward wise, I'm surprised they're still recruiting. They're going to have a lot of players. And I would not be surprised if we see more players leave because of lack of playing time uh, in the middle of next season because that's just how good that forward group will most likely be with all this being added onto them. The forwards that you're losing this year, you're losing Jill Ketchum, Haley Martin, and that's it because Maddie Messenbrink is returning. So you're losing two forwards and you're getting four in. But keep in mind, we don't know who might not return that is also next true. year. We, we we don't know that yet. I haven't heard anything. I, unlike last year, I heard rumors around this time. This year, I haven't heard anything. So it's going to be interesting. If they keep this whole forward group together and bring in four more, so you're going to have two replace Jill and Haley, but you're going to have two more outside of that. That's insane to me. Um, it's going to be hard to crack that lineup next year. The defense is always interesting. We had talked about it last season it was interesting, and this season it's even more interesting. But that's a good problem to have, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the forward group? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I don't know for the girls in particular, but for Lindsay, absolutely. Um, and then defense. Again, 
losing Sammy Lush, Berkeley Radcliffe, Matty Platson. That's tough. That is really tough. Those three players are pretty much your defense, uh, at least offense-wise. Not, not only that, Matty Platson and and um, and Sammy Lush they they carry the the Sun Devils on the man advantage too. Something that Absolutely. I was something that I was surprised about when I was doing my research going into the GCU series. I I was not that well aware that yeah. they were the anchors for the power play for the Sun Devils. I knew they were good. I didn't know they were that good, and and both of them had career years. Yeah, um, Maddie's doing incredible this year, and so is Sammy. Uh, so it's going to be interesting what happens. Uh, they're going to need Mia Jarvis to step up, Hannah Coons to step up, and Sophie Passel uh, to uh, step up. Because, and Doro to get healthy. And Jess Dorovinas to stay healthy. Because uh, the three that I mentioned beforehand, all their partners are leaving. Right. So you're not going to have a defense partner uh, that's the same as this year heading into next year. So that's going to be interesting how Lindsey pairs that. But uh, there are your recruits. Congratulations to all of those players. Uh, so awesome that you got to uh, come to ASU for the palm trees especially. Uh, congratulations, Emerson, Kylie, uh, Georgia, Paige, Taylor, and Kate. Uh, we are excited to see and meet you in the fall. Well, at least I am, not Trey. Trey is going to be gone. <laughs> uh, let's go over to yep, the OG's out of here. OG's out of here. Uh, let's go over to the WWCHL in the final 10 minutes um, because we do have something to talk about here. There was a couple of WWCHL games played, and now we have a more updated picture of what the playoffs will look like. So Utah and Denver actually split their series over last weekend. And CSU beat Denver in the very vital game. I believe that was on Sunday. Um, so here is your updated standings. You have ASU at number one. They are 15-0-0 and have clinched the first spot in the West, have clinched a playoff spot. No one can touch them. In second seed, you have Colorado, 6-3-1. They have clinched a playoff spot, but seeding can get uh, a little bit uh, mixed up. Uh, at three, you have Utah, who is four seven one. They will be hosting the playoffs, and they have clinched a spot. Seeding, like I said, we'll talk about that in a second. And then battling it out for the final playoff spot is CSU with a three seven and one record at the fourth seed. And then five, you have Denver three eight and zero. Oh. And then six, you have the eliminated GCU Lopes at three nine one. They cannot make it into the playoffs at any possibility so here are the scenarios Trey. there is one more series uh coming up and that is between csu and colorado if csu wins just one game in that series they are in if csu gets swept denver is in seeding wise utah has the third seed locked up unless csu sweeps colorado in that case csu takes the third spot utah has the fourth spot and so basically this series controls the seeding and also controls the fate of CSU and Denver for that last playoff spot. Any thoughts? Well, it's a little hard because it's just like when we look at I I, I don't did we see uh, we saw CSU uh, or ASU did when they traveled to Colorado because they didn't come to Arizona this time around. I know they came. I know they came down here last year, but not this year. ASU has played every single one of these teams at least once. Yes. Okay. So yeah, they traveled to Colorado and they and they swept uh, both the uh, both both Colorado uh, and colleges. CSU. And, yes. And, yep. Um, and for Denver, they came down here, so we got a good 
understanding as to with all the respect how bad it was um so i'm gonna pause you right there trey because i think that spoke more about asu than denver because denver did split the series with utah and utah arguably is one of the better teams at at least in terms of the other four or five teams outside of asu they're one of the better teams i would argue uh inside the uh five yeah that's fair um I would say, I, I would say Denver doesn't split. We'll see. Uh, well, That's no, my... it's not Denver. It's CSU and Colorado. Oh, see, CSU and Colorado. Okay, okay. Um, I don't see a, I don't see a split uh, for for CSU. Honestly, I think because I did watch those Colorado games. I think they're a better team than last year. I will say that because uh, last year they were awful. Um, don't know because if you had asked me last week, I wouldn't have said Utah and Denver are splitting. I would have said Utah splits that or sorry sweeps that series easily. But then Denver comes out of nowhere and splits the series, and then CSU just barely beat Denver. It was a one goal game. So I don't know if that speaks more about Denver or that speaks about you know these five or at least the four that are that are in playoff contention or are still in playoff contention. They're a bit better than we expected. They they just you know ASU is just so much better than everyone else. Yeah, so th- that's what I'm talking about, and um, I might c- catch some slack for saying this, but um, at this point, this tournament is just ASU's to lose. Like or like if if ASU somehow some way does not hoist up the tro- trophy. At the end, it's a failure season. It's a failure season, and it's they absolutely and they have no one to blame but themselves. With all due respect, because it's just mm-hmm. like I said, barring anything catastrophic, ASU are the likely winners. Yeah, and I, I know in sports, I I don't want to say it's a one hundred percent certainty, but at the same time, it's just like when we're looking at these seedings and these scenarios, you know, it it just does nothing really significantly moves the needle for me to just say this could dethrone ASU or this could happen to the Sun Devils, this, that, and the third. I'm just not seeing anything right now. And I mean this respectfully, but it's just like I'm looking at the the standings, I'm looking at the scenarios, I'm looking at the past history that ASU has gone against these opponents, and there's just really nothing for me to base off of for me to say, like, this is going to affect ASU substantially. There's just nothing there. No, I – you know, like you said, Trey, I think this is uh, ASU's tournament to win. If they lose this tournament somehow, this is a failure season. And I, 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 I'm sorry, I said uh, it was their tournament to lose. I meant it's their tournament to win, and I don't see them losing more likely than not. I don't see them losing again. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting because we haven't seen Colorado in a minute. I don't know how they've been doing. I don't know how how they've been playing since then, but I thought ASU played decently against Colorado, and I think against Utah they've had their moments of struggle, but I think that's when they were injured. They were first coming out of a, you know, a plane that landed an hour before uh, puck drop. I think those are excuses. Those are valid excuses to – play against Utah because they have blown out Utah before. We'll see how Utah comes into this because ASU did give them a little slimmer of hope uh, making it a one-goal game uh, last time these two met. CSU and Denver, 
Denver, I think if they somehow make it in, which is entirely possible, I think ASU is going to easily take care of them. I think they're an up-and-coming team, but I think they need a couple more years until they get to the level of relevance, I want to say. And then uh, CSU, again, we haven't seen them in a while, so it's going to be interesting how they play. My final thoughts is this is the easiest tournament that ASU could have because GCU isn't in there. Um, and they do love giving ASU a rough time. Uh, shout out last weekend's series. Uh, but I think this is the last easy WWCHL tournament if they, one, stay in the conference, and two, uh, because U of A is coming in next season, and I do believe that they will be the second best team in that conference already. I have high hopes for that team. Yeah, I mean, like I said, nothing's guaranteed in sports. Upsets happen. But barring anything catastrophic happening, like a complete in implosion, I think ASU is going to be back-to-back WWCHL champions. I will <laughs> agree with you on that one, Trey. But that will pretty much do it for today's episode of What You're Talking About. Any last thoughts? Let's just see what ASU can can do because now it's a net, it's a matter of like how do they compete the best of the best if if and when they get to nationals that's that's the main question. Real quick, I do want to update uh, everyone on some injuries. So Paige Ring is skating again in a non-contact jersey. Nice to have her back. It's great to have Paige back. I love having Paige on the ice. Uh, Sophie Fassel, I believe, is skating once again after being ill. This team uh, gets sick left and right with all due respect. Yeah, they now have uh, individual water bottles, which is fantastic. Uh, Ellie McKenna, still not clear to skate with concussion. I believe that concussion, there was something that, uh, you know, even though she recovered, there's like an illness. I don't want to speak on that, but there, that is what's happening with her. It sounds like Brie Powell and Jess Dorvinas are shut down for this season. That was to be expected, honestly. I think it was expected for Jess, but, you know, the more and more we went on without seeing Bree skate at all, it's a really bad injury. I don't know the entirety of it, but I know for a fact she will not be skating this upcoming weekend in Utah in the tournament. Uh, they hope to have Paige back, uh, but Ellie and Bree, it sounds like, and Jess will not be skating. So there are your injury updates. Uh, Trey, where can they find you on Twitter, Instagram, whatever? Find me on Twitter or X at TreyMatt4 and my Instagram, TreyEmeryMatthews. Uh, you can find me at Chase Beardsley Sports on Instagram, Chase Beardsley underscore on Twitter. Follow for all your ASU women's hockey updates. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on what you're talking about, uh, your daily or weekly radio show uh, of the ASU women's hockey team. You can find us on Apple, po- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, even Amazon. Yeah, shout out Joe because he's the only one that uses Amazon Podcasts. Who, who else uses it? But you can find us there if you really want to. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a great rest of your day.